Hey everyone, welcome to The Walking In Between with Brad and Lelania. Today we're going to discuss silly arguments and easy forgiveness. Cause life is not the mountain tops, it's the walking in between. And I like you walking next to me. Alright, well, it's good to be with you guys again. And uh, there are two guests with us today that you hopefully won't hear from. We have both of our dogs sitting on our laps. We have found space with the kids not home, and we're going to try to get a get another podcast out. The other night, we were sitting on our porch, and we wanted a good laugh, so we noticed that Jerry Seinfeld had a new special on, and uh, I have to say, I don't think I've ever heard you laugh that hard <laughs> watching a stand-up comedy act. It was so funny. <laughs> and we're truth not, can be funny. Truth can be funny. One of the things that had us laughing very hard, and that's always been Seinfeld's thing, is he talks about everyday life, and like we were talking about last night, and you're able to go, yeah, that is what it's like. So I actually, I actually um, tracked down the manuscript of his of his standup because the one part that had us laughing so hard, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read. He's talking about being married, and he got married pretty late in life, 46, 45, I think. 45. He says this. He says uh, one of the things I did not know before I got married that hey, I found. Stop. Oh. Where's your Jerry Seinfeld voice? <laughs> One of the things that... No, I can't do Jerry Fein, Jerry Feinfeld. <laughs> I can't do it. One of the things I didn't know before I got married that I found out after I got married is that every single day of my married life, I would be discussing the tone of my voice. <laughs> I was not aware as a single man that I so often speak in the incorrect tone. I thought it... I thought it was a marriage. Apparently, it's a musical. I walk around the house with one of those round black glee club things. How about this one? Am I getting closer? It's your tone. My tone. Yes, your tone. What's wrong with my tone? I don't like your tone. What do you want me to... You better change your tone. I said, you ever heard that? And you you were... I think you were probably laughing harder than me. Because <laughs> that is a discussion we've had many, many times. Now, you and I grew up in very different homes when it came to how we discussed... Uh, difficult things, or or anything, maybe. I grew up in a home where uh, my parents were old, older than your parents, a generation before your parents, and um, a lot of the serious stuff was was quietly spoken about or not spoken about at all. That was my experience growing up. Your experience was a was little different. different. Um, not only were things discussed, I would say a lot of things were discussed loudly you know it's weird when i think back look back on my experiences of being a child to be honest it was either one or the other so it was either something would blow up and so there would be loud discussion and frustration and yelling um mostly one-sided and then there would also be just periods of silence where you mm. knew people were angry, right. where you knew there was tension, but they kind of dealt with it by going their separate ways. Okay. So it was one yeah. or the other. It yeah. was definitely not always yelling. Like it, right. it was weird. There was definitely some of that involved for sure. Mm -hmm. But I would say more often than not, they got to a place where, you know, Probably, you know, fighting in front of us was probably not what they wanted to do. Right, right. And so ignoring became the tool that... Right, to keep to keep peace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just that, go yeah. into a different world. Right? right, right. 
Well, as I often say when I'm um, I'm preparing young couples for for marriage, you 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 have to remember that you're marrying into a family, <laughs> you're taking on a family, but also you're you're really marrying into a, a background of how how the other person has learned how to communicate mm -hmm. and that's all going to play out there's so many things there's what we see and then there's all the roots that go beneath the surface as to how they've grown to learn how to communicate and you also add to that every single person's individual personality Absolutely. and how they perceived what they yeah. lived in. it's so intricate yeah. it's so intricate and that's why it's so important to have tools but i know when you and i and and fortunately i think in a lot of ways we did cover this before we were married and we dated for eight years so yeah. we had some time but one of the things we noticed right off the top was that we discussed things differently. Mm -hmm. So I would feel like we were having a, reg maybe not a regular conversation, but we were having a disagreement. And I felt like immediately it, it, it jumped to another level that I wasn't familiar with. And I'm like, oh, okay, oh, we're, I guess we're having an argument. And then I would bring mine up and it, it would escalate quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and we, I think really we, we reflected back on, oh, okay, so this is what your home was like. This is what my home was like. And these are just the tools that we've been given. So let's maybe unpack some new tools. And, and Unpack. There's the pastor word. Oh, is that a pastor word? Pastor word of the day. She's well, always informing me. that's the same the one pastor. that you used last time. Oh, Unpacking. did I? Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Um, so um, it's funny because I, I looked back on when we first started the podcast, just, what, over, just over a month ago or about a month ago, and you made an awesome podcast. Uh, made some awesome branding and you posted some pictures of us and I thought man if people just looked at these pictures they're gonna think wow, what a hat like they've never we're had so happy and yeah and and we always look at other people's social media and we're like what are you are you guys trying to pretend that everything's fine but what I'm realizing is <laughs> you don't tend to take pictures when you're, in the, when you're we don't sad. have a lot of pictures no, in your arguments no, no in your arguments specifically remember though I wanted to find we do have a picture of yes me sitting on your lap during recovery, during yeah. recovery yeah. for my eating disorder. Yeah. And I wanted that one because it's a very moody. It's, um, it's very raw. Can, and it's yeah, very it's raw, raw and you can yeah. feel. So yeah. stay tuned. We, yeah. we will get those ones found and posted. No, we, we had heavy arguments when we were young, but I, I can't. I'm trying to think of heavy, heavy arguments we've had. We natter and people <laughs> tell us. Yeah, we, we bicker. Like we crazy. bicker. Yeah, we bicker. And we learned, we learned bickering early. We, I mean, we had that covered right off, right off the bat. Oh, it's kind yeah. of. Now, Sometimes I still, like I turn and I think to myself, even in that moment, and I think, why are we still doing this? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, oh, yeah, it, totally. it's not helpful or useful right. and it never goes anywhere. But right. just in that moment, I think we are still an individual. Oh, and, okay. and another individual <laughs> is cramping in on something that we think right. is incorrect sure, or sure. wrong or, you know, oh. and so the like, passion in us just says... That's it. Yeah, the passion. Like you said, yeah. we're intricate. We are... <laughs> no one understands the, the human heart, um, but God alone. And and pride comes in. I know from my end, pride comes in big time. The the sense, and this I think is a big one for most people, is this a sense of injustice and just going, they're so wrong, yeah. and I can't let that go. It's not right. It's an injustice for me to right. let that it's go. It's not right to not argue. That's right. Yeah, like That's you right. should press the yeah. person in this moment yeah. because they are incorrect yeah. and it's not just. Yeah. Yeah, I think you and I think for you and I, we're both. We both have that sense. We're a little bit black and white. Yeah. We're a little bit, there's right and wrong. And right now you are wrong. Yeah. And so I need to correct you. You right, know, And right. that's where the bickering I think yeah. comes from. Because it's not, we don't have 
big, huge arguments. Like it's sort of these small little things. And like I said, even in the middle of them, I'm like, why are we doing this? Right. Now, if, if we were to look back a month ago and think, uh, I mean, we have some ongoing things about tone, <laughs> but if we were to think, oh yeah, we probably had like a couple arguments last month. I wouldn't be able to label one of them. No. Cause there's, at, I at, would. Yeah. No, just <laughs> My wife makes a lot of lists. It's time for <laughs> therapy on the podcast. So how, so, okay, so we bicker, we have an ongoing kind of bicker. People, people, uh, even our kids will point it out sometimes, yeah. but they've never been in a massive lashing out because we haven't had anything like that. But how, so the the only way that we can consistently move on if we're going to continue to have little bickerings, and we'll, you're always going to have disagreements if you live together, um, is forgiveness, mm-hmm. is the ability to not hold on to things for too long, being willing to give them up, and not keeping a record. Right. About not keeping a record of wrongs. And I guess that's part of the reason that I can look back and go, okay, I have no idea. I mean, we've had heavier things over the years that we've had to walk through some real pains and where there's had to be some real deep forgiveness. But the ongoing every day, I'm not going to hold on to that thing. And one of the things that your sister Rochelle pointed out about probably 10 years ago, and I'd never really thought about it, and I was really glad that it was part of our relationship, but she said that she noticed that whenever one of us apologizes, the other person always grabs the rope, is the way she said it. I think that's the way she said it. Whenever some, whenever I apologize to you, you always say, okay, it, it's okay, I forgive you. Um, that's not the case in all relationships. And I, I've been, there've been times where I've offended someone and I've asked forgiveness and they've said, well, you should be because this, this, this you made me feel like this, 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 this. You, sorry doesn't stop the pain. Sorry doesn't stop the pain. <laughs> so shout out to my sister. Um, but you, you, I cannot think of one time where I've apologized to you for some silly, bicker, prideful moment and you've said, well, I'm going to have to think about that. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Because yeah. under all that, our goal is we want to live in peace with each other and we want to reconcile. I think... That, and that's stronger than our, our yearning for justice. Yes. And that's actually what I was going to point out. I think what we have going for us in that area is that we just don't like feeling separate we don't like living in the tension Mm. so even though we might both be there there's almost a relief when someone lowers their pride enough Mm. to reach out yeah and so in that moment yes we do have the choice to reject it 100 percent but I think we've made a choice prior to that moment mm-hmm. and, and have said to ourselves, that's not the way I want to live. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to live that way. No. So if one of us is willing to say sorry, I think there's a relief in that. There's a relief in accepting the apology and moving on from that. And as you were talking, I was realizing, I think a huge reason why it becomes easier because i do think it's one of those things you have to practice oh absolutely you know like i think and i think it does get easier because i I realize i can do it because i know you're not going to reject me and you can do it because you know i'm not going to reject you there's not a fear in that so obviously you know i'm sure maybe at first there was times when we would reject each other right but we made a, a choice yeah to say i don't want to live like that right and so it becomes so much easier to apologize because you know that you're equal to your spouse you know there's going to be Mm. times when they apologize first 
you're feeling like apologizing, so you may as well go for it because this <laughs> yeah. time it's me. Next time yeah. it might be him, you know, and yeah. then it's done. Yeah. You're yeah. not carrying it with you right. and you can move on kind of as a unit, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll be, can I be pastoral again? Just don't say unpack. I won't say unpack. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. No, no. That's the message of the prodigal son, right? And that's, that's the model, uh, the greatest model of forgiveness. The prodigal son runs off, takes his inheritance, squanders it all, comes back and and the father runs towards him with open arms mm -hmm. that's the model of forgiveness that god offers us that scripture talks about and that's the like you said that's the model that we try to emulate and that like you said you you know when you ask forgiveness and i know when i ask forgiveness it's not going to be a slam door or i'm going to think about it it's always waiting with open arms i think and i need to clarify that it isn't always that we feel no like apologizing or, or accept or, or forgiving or yeah or yeah. or even feeling sorry right no oh, do you know no. what i mean like it's almost like oh, the feelings yeah. aren't they aren't necessarily there but in our marriage we've decided to choose a higher good right like exactly. so that kind yeah. of rules all of it i can still be so mad and you can come to me and reach out to me and i do not like i might still think you you are so in the wrong, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Like, how dare you reach out to me and say sorry? Like, I need to point out all the things right, right. that you did that were wrong. But where does that get me? Yeah. I know it's going to be much more productive. Like, if it's something that truly bothers me, something that, you know, maybe I'll be thinking about later on, even yeah. if I accept your apology, yeah, yeah. then I know it's actually something we're going to be able to fix when we're both feeling good, yeah. when we're both sitting down, you have a coffee, I have a tea, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. which it, always helps. <laughs> yeah, it's just not the place to discuss it. Yeah. And so yeah. I really think, I just felt it was important to say that because I definitely, yes, I don't want to be separated. You know, I, I, it, I think if between the two of us, for me, that I'm, that's always a huge motivation for me. I don't like feeling separate from yeah, you. Yeah. And I like living in peace. Um, but it definitely doesn't start with feelings. Right, right. It doesn't start with these lovey-dovey, yeah. I want to apologize sure, sure. feelings. And again, we're not talking about massive like sins against each other. No, no, But no, there's no. kind of an ongoing, those are, that's a whole other category, I'd say. But any level of forgiveness, and that's why it's uncomfortable, like what you're saying, you might not feel like it. I think a lot of what people forget is, the, the forgive and forget is not a real thing, first of all. Yeah. And that forgiveness is actually, we talked about injustice, to forgive someone is actually to say, okay, you don't have to pay for that. I'm just going to absorb that injustice. And that's why forgiveness is, is uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it doesn't just disappear. It's like this It's not this absorption. reconciliation necessarily. Not, not right off the bat. Not yeah. Like I feel like yeah. that That's the goal time. of it. That's the step towards yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I said sometimes it's better to discuss what actually upset you. Because usually, oh, to be honest, usually it's not the situation. Oh, right? How many times has that been yeah, the case? Usually an underlying thing <laughs> that has happened maybe for the 5th, 10th, 20th yep. time. Yep. And finally, you're just like, no. Yeah. That, you yeah. know. Or not even related. Or not. Oh, yeah. Like totally. the amount of, uh, there, we have a story from way back. I think we were still dating when someone, when I, uh, I guess pulled in front of somebody and then they cut in front of me and they literally <laughs> spit on my car. And then got out and were challenging me to a fight. 
he was making everybody angry. People on both sides of the uh, um, the road going both ways. He pulled because he right cut everybody in off in rush hour. Both roads, yeah. And about ten minutes later, you and I were in one of the largest <laughs> screaming fights yeah. we've ever had. Yeah. And we were not weren't even referring to that guy. He, he, yeah. Uh, we thought he was out of our mind. We weren't thinking about him anymore. Do you even remember what we were fighting about? You do, don't no, you? No, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wow, that would be amazing. No, I don't. Okay, I no, don't of course all. not. No. Uh, but I do know that in that conversation, we figured out, we looked back and we went, oh, yeah. okay, what's really behind this? Because it really has nothing to do with the person in front of me. Yeah, yeah, the amount of adrenaline. And we bring home things from the day, right? Or frustration with the kids. And yeah. You mentioned something about, you mentioned it about being practice, it, it being a practice. And I, the idea that brought to mind is if you, if you practice unforgiveness, that's the muscle that's going to be built. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to practice this sense of there's an injustice that's happened and it's burning in me and I cannot forgive you because I'm going to make you pay with my my not forgiving you. I'm going to make you pay for it. That's going to build a certain kind of strength in you and not a good one. And the, the ongoing practice of forgiveness and it moving towards reconciliation is going to build another kind of muscle and a more resilient uh, I definitely kind of think it, get, it definitely gets easier the more you do it for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, you, you had shared something with me last night, a quote about, like when I said, talking about this, like, um, um, I'm not going to forgive them and, and that they're, it's going to make them pay. Yeah. What were you saying about a lack of forgiveness? I don't remember who you were quoting. Um, well, there was, a, there was two different examples. I'm actually doing Alpha for the first time uh, online at, with my church. And yesterday it was talking about forgiveness. Why do we need forgiveness? Right. And one of the quotes which again, I, I can't remember who it was that said it, sorry. But it just said, you know, holding a grudge, you know, or in other words, not forgiving somebody is like drinking poison and hoping that it kills the person you're right. angry yeah, with. That's good. That's good. You know, like it, it does something so damaging to yourself hmm. having to live in that. And the the they ended the whole session with Corrie ten Boom, who had been in a mm. concentration camp during World War II, and how after lost her sister, I think, she lost camp, her sister right? yeah. and her parents, or just mm-hmm. her mom. Isn't that terrible? I've already forgotten. <laughs> um, amazing, absolutely amazing woman, and she talks about how she was speaking in a church after the war, and somebody came up to her, and she recognized him immediately as one of the guards from the uh-huh. concentration camp. And she realized it was one who she had actually had to like walk around naked in front of. Mm. So talk about like really, shame and, yeah, and, just yeah. the shame. And, and she said, you know, he came up to her and basically said, you know, I've become a Christian and uh, I've been forgiven by God. And I've prayed that I would have the opportunity to meet somebody Hmm. from one of the camps so that I could ask for their forgiveness. And she said how in that moment she was just like so full of hatred and anger. Hmm. And she realized that she could not forgive him. Like she could not find it anywhere in her heart Hmm. to forgive him. And then she kind of said... I can't do it, Hmm. but he can, Jesus can. Hmm. And so I think, again, within our relationship, there is this overlying understanding that we are going to offer each other grace Hmm. 
because we have been offered grace from Jesus, right? That's good. Yeah, so when we walk through our lives, I think pointing out other people's flaws and not being willing to forgive obviously is is it feels palpable it feels strong it feels so powerful and it feels justified like Mm -hmm. you said often it comes from very um deep roots and and maybe that pain is justified and yet stopping and just going um thinking to oneself wait a second if if the judge of the universe Mm -hmm. you know if you believe in god if if god who created everything the ultimate authority yeah the ultimate authority creator of of justice Mm -hmm. you know if he is willing to forgive then i what deems me the higher authority than than him right and so i think in our marriage that's a huge part of what follows us every day in a way you don't ever feel justified carrying that anger for very long because you know that you've been forgiven so many times over you know for even worse things so i do think um (laughs) within a marriage within a family i know you know there's this isn't just for marriages this is about communication um anyone who you're close with right anyone who you spend a lot of time with Mm. it can be so hard and i always say you know what i was just given me the only tools i was given was me my body my brain my personality my thoughts and so yeah i'm gonna see the world through my perspective but from that perspective i have to figure out how i can live the most peaceful Mm. kind loving life that i can and that has to include forgiveness yeah this is in no way to say uh you know keep on bickering that's fine as long as you're free <laughs> I mean, there's there's things i need to learn about how i speak to you and and back and forth and all that but it, it, it's it's a comfort to know that with a, a foundation of a, a relationship where forgiveness is exists and is practiced and is is given uh without begging <laughs> just mm-hmm. with the understanding that we're both broken individuals is such a, a safe and a much more safe and comfortable place to be able to walk as a human being. It's true in, in, in how we walk before God because he freely offers forgiveness and it's so comforting in, in our relationship as well. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, thanks for listening again, guys. Please submit. Uh, give a review. What else do we want them to do? Submit what? Oh, not submit. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> you submit to our what? podcast. <laughs> You know, on the interweb, on the line. Anyway, subscribe, like, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Because life is not the mountain tops. It's the walking in between. And I like you walking next to me.